This is CliffCentral.com. Over to Anthea. Are you ready for this? She works hard for the money. Yes, she works hard for the money. So hard for the money. Good morning, Anthea. Good morning, Gareth. How, How are, are you, you doing? I'm very well, thank how's, you. How's the economy doing? Oh, okay. That's maybe not as well as I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's it's getting very difficult. Eh? It's definitely an election year. There's a whole lot of politics moving the markets. I mean, because it's, it's not really the shares that are changing. It's the politics that's making it all change. It's, yep. It's very worrying at the moment. Politicians, they're like a, they're like a, what do you call those things? A Plague. big ball that destroys a, <laughs> like a wrecking ball. A tootsie pass. They're, they're a tootsie pass <laughs> to the economy. <laughs> they are. Indeed. Stupid yeah. politicians. All right, so. Let's just try for a moment to make sense of what's going on around us at the moment. And there's lots of talk around the Reserve Bank, too, which we need to address at some point. Okay. We definitely need to talk about the Reserve Bank. So, first of all, it was uh, MPC, Monetary Policy Committee, last week. And on Thursday, they announced that they're leaving rates unchanged. But the great thing about it, or if you want to call it the great thing, is that the tone has become very dovish all of a sudden. So the last time he raised, Lesetia and his team raised interest rates, and they sounded very hawkish. You know, they were going, you know, we need a margin of safety, plus the U.S. is raising interest rates. We need to keep up. We need to keep that purchasing parity well in check. And this time round, it was all very different. So suddenly, yeah, they're looking out for the economy. I suppose they've given themselves enough of a safe margin of safety, maybe, and that they are worried that the economy is not growing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's basically it. But but that sounds like the, the prudent thing to do. Not raise interest rates. Yeah. Well, that's what we said the last time when they did raise interest rates. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, very difficult to say. But I think they've got it covered. What's interesting about it is that the Reserve Bank has now done something which the U.S. Reserve Bank or Central Bank does, and that's release what we call their dot plot, which is a whole lot of data on a um, on a graph, and it shows where the next interest rates and the interest rate show the, the dot plot showed that we were ex- they were expecting an quarter percent interest rate hike in the next year, which seems very little. It seems quite very dovish. What would you basically. like to see happen with interest rates? Um, and, and tell me why. So I'm quite happy with what the Saab's done. I think they need to keep interest rates low because higher interest rates are supposed to, in theory, stop people from spending and then the economy doesn't grow. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I want them to keep interest rates lower because I really want this economy to grow. And let's be clear again, we've we've addressed this so many times whenever we talk about the Reserve Bank, but they've got one machine, they've got one button with which they can make things happen or not happen, and that's playing with interest rates. They don't really have a lot of other tools. Mm, yeah, I guess you're right. And, I and, mean, and be- as a result, we, we, we become, I, I suppose, almost completely obsessed with whether they're going to take them up or down, but that's really all they can do. Yeah, and their mandate is to keep inflation in check, right? So theirs is inflation targeting. Now, no matter what you think about whether or not the economy grows and how the exchange rate changes, inflation really is the enemy of the people. It, it, if anything, and Zimbabwe is such a good example of this, is ex- uh, is exactly the problem. When inflation goes too high, um. That's when the trouble in the economy starts, when people can't afford things, um, and we suffer. All right. And so this raising in, raising interest rates is also to keep inflation in check.
Okay. So, so they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because their mandate is not to grow the economy. It's to keep inflation in check. Well, while we're talking about the, the intersection between politics and the economy, um, I heard Cyril Ramaphosa saying at the ANC conference that the challenges at ESCOM were being handled. The word he used is <laughs> handled. Are they? How funny is that? Can I, can I give you a couple of numbers and then you sure. tell me if they're being handled? Okay. At the end of September last year, ESCOM sat with 419 billion rands worth of debt. Mm-hmm. That's 8.6% of our national GDP. Mm-hmm. Their free cash flow was annualizing at around negative 25 billion rand. So they didn't have cash. They did not have money. Um, yeah. So you tell me, are they handling the situation? No. I would say definitively not. You probably have better luck with a, a school of preschool, uh, nursery school kids throwing darts at a dartboard to make decisions about ESCOM and it would be run better. And and then, of course, you would have heard that also coming out of the ANC conference, they were talking about prescribed assets. So I don't know if you you know what prescribed assets are. Basically, there's the government, the current government ruling party is saying that they want a part of the money that we manage as asset managers, your pension fund included, mostly your pension fund, to be allocated through supporting SOEs. Would you like me to invest your Pension fund money in ESCOM? Absolutely not. Okay, so not unless I want to end up eating dog food one day. When you retire, right? Yeah. So a lot of countries do actually have prescribed assets, and the concern is not that it's a bad mandate, but it's that we are worried about the politics and the corruption but, in our but, politics. But what right does government have? They've already taken your tax. This is now what people have invested. Uh, through hard saving and hard work, this is not their money. It's private money. In a, in a lot of countries, the SOEs are actually well run. And so they do actually make money and they do pay decent yields on their bonds and the share price increases significantly. And mostly we're talking about bonds here. But debt. let's be clear. Government have no claim on private assets. They can't decide what they're going to do with your money. Unacceptable. Do they understand what property rights are? I'm not sure they do. I'm not sure they do. Of course they do, because they're trying to eradicate them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's a disastrous idea. Yeah, so the least, to be honest, the least. But then they're out of ideas because they don't have anything else to do. They have nowhere else to get money. Yeah, Uh, I I would say exactly. It's like a a bunch of ticks that have drained the body of the beast, and now now they're going to go to the organs that don't even have blood and try to suck other stuff out. And I'll be careful here as well, because in Zimbabwe what happened was that they started printing money. And mm-hmm. when you start printing money, that's when your inflation goes, right? Because the value of your currency decreases or really just goes from Falls out. Yeah, that's absolutely shocking. The other concern, you, you know, there's been a constant worry. We were talking about Saab, is that the political parties and I mean, there's so many of them at the moment, are saying that they want the Reserve Bank managed by kind of the state. And the, the Reserve Bank, although the governor's… Because the state's done so well managing yes. SAA and SCOM and all these other things. So <laughs> we really want more of them. Yeah. So the Reserve Bank governors, we spoke about this two weeks ago, are appointed by… The president, so they serve at the pleasure of the president, but they are completely independent. Their decisions are independent. So last week's decision not to raise interest rates, yeah, that was good. Hmm. Independent. 
So it's, it's all getting very exciting with the party. Uh, is anybody watching the Zondo Commission? Yeah. Now, can you word. tell me who, who are, someone asked me this question the other day and I can't find the, the necessary information. Who is Basasa? What are they? What so, were they doing? I didn't know either. I yeah. have no idea who they are. They're a private company run by Grant Watson, the Watson family, who was a rugby player, or somebody in that family was a famous rugby player. Uh, cheeky Watson. Yes. Is, it, is he That's part of That's his family, yes. Well, then you know it's corrupt as all hell. Okay, so what happened? Um, and so there's a guy, the what CEO. Kind of, what, what company are they? What do they do? They do security. They do catering. They've got their fingers in many pies. Mm. Um. So their COO is obviously testifying at the Zondo Commission. And what completely intrigues me is that he was saying they had to have six between four and six million rand in cash every month to pay bribes. Huh. He's got a list of 80 names, which he's revealing. So I think he started revealing them. So I didn't get to the papers yesterday, but I did see a headline saying Dudumiene was one of them. Surprise. Sure, sure of course. Um, and Everyone then Jacob on that Zuma. list should immediately be put in prison. Mm-hmm. Jacob Zuma apparently was getting 300,000 rand a month from them in cash. Wow. Do you know what that looks like? Wow. <laughs> That's a huge bag of cash. I want to know, how are they generating 6 million rand a month in cash? Well, it's laundering. I don't carry cash it's laundering govern, government money. But, but where, like, is there even 6 million rand of cash in the system? Okay, I'm being facetious. Obviously, there is. But sure, like, if you have to pay politicians to make things happen, you a find a way. Lot of money. Oh. Ah, so it's all very That's exciting. That's horrendous. Yeah, it's, it's, you couldn't huh. make this stuff up if you tried. Oh, all right. There we go. So that's what the Basasa thing is. So let's just talk quickly about some company news because we don't want to go on too long this morning. But the company news is that retailers gave trading updates in complete contradiction of what Stats SA retail sales numbers have been. Right. So the last time we spoke about retail sales number from Stats SA, it was October. I think it was October. And that was 2.2%. And I was telling you that that did not include Black Friday. Right. Mm -hmm. Last week, they put out November uh, retail sales numbers increased by 3.2%. So is Phenomenal. This is this good news? Well, the consumer spending, right? Yeah. So you would expect everything to be okay. And I was actually looking at that number thinking, huh, we're fine. South African economy is going to be okay. The consumer spending will be fine. But then Mr. Price, Truewords, Woolworths, all reported last week, shocking, mm. absolutely horrendous. Fushini was probably a bit of the outlier, so they had decent same-store sales growth for December. But the others, I, I couldn't actually believe it. You saw shares in retailers falling by like 8% in the day, on the day. It, it was horrendous. And you know I've always said that Mr. Price is priced to perfection. Like it's, yeah. it's quite an expensive share because they always, they've had one or two blips in the past where they got the fashion wrong or their buying was wrong. But mostly they've done okay and they bounce back quite quickly. After last week, I think there's a real a real concern about what's going on, and that probably would have um, um, that would have given the Reserve Bank some direction about not raising interest rates as well, because clearly the consumer is feeling it. By the way, if you want to trade, and if you'd shorted those retail shares, oh, you would have only. made a lot of money. <laughs> um, if you want to trade and you want to try your hand at this, maybe you're an amateur trader of a kind, and maybe you've been doing this for a little while. Maybe you're really, really good. You want to prove to everyone you're good. Well, we've got a competition on the go with Easy Equities just for a few more days until the end of January. And oh, you yeah. can take part by going to uh, cliffcentral.com, find the Money Shot page, and it's right there for you to join in. And there's still a couple of days of trading. What, a week and a half, two weeks? 
Yeah, a week and a half. Get in and take a chance. See what you can do. If you win, you'll get uh, 5,000 Rand in cash in a portfolio of your choice so you can carry on making money off the stock market. And you'd have to prove that you're pretty smart to start off. And you can um, get 50 Rand for free just to start. And if you want to throw in some of your own money and see how it goes, it's quite a fun way to to play with uh, with what's going on in the economy at large and what in particular is going on in certain sectors like retail we just addressed a moment ago. And this week we've got mining production coming out. Um, so, yeah, I think Anglo should do quite well. I mean, I, I don't have a crystal ball, but I sure. suspect they would do well this well, week. Well, so far your tips haven't been at all wrong. I uh, just want to throw in one quick last thing about Theresa May and how, how the hell did her government survive a vote of no confidence. Actually, I'm going to pose that question to you. You probably know more about this than I do. I have no idea. Like, the numbers are crazy. How she lost the vote by, what was it, 230 votes? Well, it's because... First of all, Jeremy Corbyn is so much worse an option. <laughs> the lesser of two evils. Absolutely. That you'd rather have Theresa May with all of her limbs cut off than Jeremy Corbyn in complete health. That's how bad he is. A Theresa May that can't dance. That, yeah. There's no Theresa May at all. And, and people would rather have that. And also, the, the, the danger is that if you get rid of Theresa May, you end up with someone who's either far more to the Brexit right or far more to the Remain left and and you end up with problems in the conservative parties they're really protecting themselves and they've basically got less than 70 days now right to brexit yeah it's going to be fine very exciting i hear people saying it's going to be absolutely fine and i believe do you know what was really intriguing was when when she lost the vote i think it was tuesday night we were watching obviously the markets and the pound traded fell significantly by the next morning when I woke up, the pound was trading above, yeah. was stronger than right. where it had before, before the vote. It really confused me. The so. market knows better. There we go. So don't yeah. worry about the politicians. The market is the thing that you should be paying attention to. That's why we have Anthea in here every Monday. And thank you for joining us this morning, Anthea. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Go to the Money Shot page on cliffcentral.com for more. This is cliffcentral.com.